How do children's authors build strong book businesses and grow their impact? By hanging out with Lori here on The Writer's Way. Today, I'm chatting with author Heather Robin, author of Supermax and the Math Menace, and the upcoming, soon-to-be-launched, Dino Deegan. Heather is uh, so fun to talk to, and I really wanted to hear about her TikTok strategy because I've seen her making loads of these really funny, clever videos, and I wanted to hear the strategy behind it. Heather has many chapters in her her life story, and I think you're really going to enjoy our conversation. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in here on season three of the Writer's Way podcast. I'm here with the fabulous Heather Robin. Welcome. Hi, it's good to be here. Thank you. You're welcome. We were just chatting about how you just never know what's going to happen in the background (laughs) noise wise. So I'll tell everybody it's just one of those days around here. Children or vacuums or computer text or like we're just going to go with it, right? Yeah. Right. So Heather, um, share with everybody who you are and what you do and what books you have. Okay. My name is Heather Robin. I live in Northern California. I live in the San Jose area. Um, Transplant by way of Southern California, San Diego, what we call the Inland Empire area. It's about 45 minutes east of Los Angeles. I live up here with my two teenagers, which makes life very interesting. And my boyfriend also lives with us and we have a Siberian Husky named Echo that keeps us plenty busy. I currently teach informatics education for Stanford Medicine or Stanford Stanford Healthcare. And um, what that is, a lot of people, when I say informatics education, they're like, what the what? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the short of it, I teach an electronic health record program called EPIC to the medical staff. So if you've, if, if you've ever gone to a doctor's appointment, the nurse is asking you questions and she's typing on a computer, we teach them the program that they use for for the hospital. So the hospital has this program called EPIC and I'm one of the educators, one of the 30 educators for 15,000 employees. And so we're responsible for teaching everybody the program that they do what they should be doing. And that's why um, part of why we're ranked so high. <laughs> Online teaching? No, we did a lot of our teaching in person, um, but we transitioned to online teaching with the pandemic, which posed its own fun in itself. We connectivity issues. A lot of our users, they used to come in class. So they would go to new hire and then they would come to our class and they would learn the program that they would need for their specific location. And now we have some people taking the class from home. So it's, you're dealing with, can they connect from home and they can't hear you? And what was it? The popular phrase of the year, you think you're on mute, you're still on mute, stuff like that. So it's, a whole ki- all kinds of juggling, trying to get one successful six-hour class completed. Um, but yeah, it's we we're usually very in person at the hospital, at clinics, in class, and to do it all virtually has has been interesting, which all teachers can relate to. There's pivots. <laughs> okay, tell us now how you got started as an author. 
Okay. Nine years ago, I wrote my first uh, children's book. I just jotted it down. I My brain is, is wired. Since I was little, I always thought in rhyme. That's how I studied and remembered Ooh. facts. So I would always take a subject and turn it into some sort of like... Uh, singing rhyme and that helped me out. When my daughter was in second grade, she struggled really bad with test anxiety. And so I was just sitting at home or um, I was sitting out by, by the pool and I just jotted down my first book and I just, I wrote it as like a release and I'm like, oh, because I had to get my thoughts down and how can I help her and whatnot. And um, that sat in the drawer for about nine years. And then this was 2005 now, I decided I wanted to write a chapter book. So I wrote a young adult book that was about grief, loss, and twin sisters. And I stepped forward to get that published first, which everything was such a whirlwind. I connected with a... They weren't a publisher, but they were a, a company that connected me with the editor and the cover design and stuff like that. And everything happened so fast. that I'm, And I just... One day when it was... It, everything went through because they did the process of getting it through Ingram and onto Amazon. So I didn't do it the first time around. So it was like, oh my God, it's up. So now it was like I was doing everything after the fact that it was published. So after the the young adult was published, then I decided, I was like, oh, you know what? I think I'm going to dust Supermax off and see if I could uh, get this one going. So Through a group on Facebook, I was able to find an editor, find uh, my illustrator. And yeah, from then I just, my, and then my brain was just like, I'm going to write another story. And I take, I, I pull ideas. Like you see things and you hear things that people are talking about. And you're like, that could totally be a story. Wouldn't it be funny if, if that was like this and that was happening? And then you just go in and you write it down and you usually get your ideas like, either in the middle of the night or immediately when you wake up in the morning, you're like, I write it down and you write it down. Yeah. It's, it's, when you're dreaming. I don't know. I don't really remember sometimes. Maybe. I don't know, but I find that it's funny. I, I find that I say a lot of random things and then I thought about later and I'm like, Oh yeah, that rhymed. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> Wasn't there a character on Saturday Night Live that was always rhyming? Or am I totally making that up? (laughs) So when did Supermax get published? It got published March of this year. So it got published right before everything went down with our lovely pandemic. So yeah. that took away school visits and that took away all kinds of stuff. Yeah. But it's gotten pretty positive feedback. It's about overcoming test anxiety, specifically test anxiety in the book. But it's in general, it's about overcoming the unexpected, like how can we, because how can we overcome something that we're not planned for, which... Oh, so that fits in very well. (laughs) Yeah. And so I really enjoyed watching your video. So I wanted to ask you about that marketing strategy because you're very clever. I loved the one of waking up your child, the five-year-old versus the 15-year-old or whatever awesome the difference is. Because I have a 12-year-old and I have two younger kids. Uh-huh. Yeah, I really felt that one. <laughs> a lot of times when I do my videos, it's they're just like, I think of them at the last minute. I think of them on the spot. I did that video 10 minutes after I went to go wake up my son and he was... he's 
14 and I was just like, Dean, it's time to wake up. And he's, and I'm like, man, it is so different waking you guys up now than it was when you were a kid. And then it was like, Bing. I was like, oh, I could do a video. Cause I just, you want to do something that that's relatable that people are like, yeah, it is different. And yeah. so, yeah, I, I did use some foul language in it, but Sometimes that's just what's work, work works for teenagers. So yeah, it just, it took me maybe like 15 minutes to record it. And then it was just bing, bing, boom, and, and you're done. So so you've been on TikTok, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. are you continuing on TikTok after the whole, I don't know, controversy? Or are you transitioning to something else? I don't really know if I'm going to continue on uh, the TikTok. I do have a couple more videos I would like to do on TikTok. If, yeah, I don't know. I think I'll have to uh, think about that one, whether I'm going to still do it. If there's another platform like Splice that I can create photos on, because or not photos, create videos on, uh, I might go that route because I'm a very visual person. So mm-hmm. a lot of times that's... Why I'm very expressive when I talk and I like to do the videos and stuff like that. So I'll figure something out. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and how, how has it paid off? Did you, have you noticed a big following there or a sales spike after videos or anything like that? Or I haven't noticed too much with the TikTok. I did have people that reached out to me about books, especially with Supermax. It was about, oh, my kid goes through this as well. I just, I, so I would say with TikTok, probably not. Um, a lot of times I just use it to create my video so that I can take that over and then I post it onto um, my Facebook and my Instagram. Oh, because the yeah. interface is really easy to use. I'm actually yeah. not on it, but I've appreciated everybody's efforts and videos. Yeah. And so then after you put it on your Facebook and Instagram, do the videos get better engagement than a regular text post? Yeah, they do. I'll get uh, better engagement on Instagram and then on Facebook, I'll post it in some groups. I'll post it to my author page on Facebook and then I'll share it from my author page onto onto other groups, like some of the parenting groups. Like I posted the the one, um, the wake up one Mm -hmm. to like, I'm in a group for teen boys and a group for like teen girls, uh, parents of teen girls. And um, I said, oh, isn't this relatable or something? Hey, check out my author page. It was just like, yeah, it was like, oh my gosh, it's totally relatable. And I also did one that was a video on trying to absorb a video game my son was playing. And the title of it was like 90s Mario Kid trying to understand like new age gamers and I posted that in like the mom of teen boys group and it, they were like this is comedy they were like this is so relatable I find that by posting it onto my Facebook and then sharing it into other groups that has that has helped and does it grow your Facebook page do people follow the video back and try to get oh let's get to know this person better and yeah, I have noticed that I've seen an increase in my Facebook with followers and with Instagram as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I do feel like it helps. Okay, cool. That is fantastic. I think that so many people are nervous about video making. Do you have any <laughs> amazing advice for <laughs> people who don't like their face? Well, for me, I enjoy the videos because because I am not a fan of getting in people's faces. So for me, creating the video is like a way of pre 
prepping for that, if that makes sense. So I have something where I'm not like in everybody's face afterwards. Hey, 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 let's check this out. I create this video and then I'm like, hey, look at this type deal. But I think it's, yeah, yeah. If you don't like videos, I know a lot of people are like that. I used to be like that too. I don't like my voice. I don't like how, and I create e-learning. So I'm like, oh, that sounds, I'll listen to it later. And I'm like, ooh, oh my God, I don't like how it sounds like that. But <laughs> I totally hear you because I just recorded an ads video and then I had to chop it up and put it back in the in the class and I was like oh my feeling so now today I'm like do I sound like that I sound like uh what's her name Isma on uh the Ember's New Groove when she turns into the cat and she's is that my voice oh that is relatable I have not thought of that in a long time but that's exactly it what is wrong with me but I sound like that I just got a TikTok idea that's jotted down pause yes pause record I'll be right back I'm a very creative person I have all these ideas all the time. But as for your question, if somebody doesn't like themselves on video or audio, I think it's you can find a way around if you want to have fun with it, use filters. Some of the filters have the voice changing filters. My favorite is the the large mouth one on Snapchat because it takes the voice really high and then it makes the eyes like super big. And and that's another element. If you have a, a large following and, and you do something like that, people remember that because they're like, oh, she always does the videos with this or yeah. like the, with the little butterflies going overhead or whatnot. There, You can adjust it a little bit. And that's where you can have a little bit of fun with it. It doesn't always have to be just you and just your voice. If you don't, if you don't are not a fan of either of those, then they have options to make it a little fun. I did one with a purple panda ears before and it squeaked my voice. And it was actually a PSA that I put out for women that put filters on their online dating profiles. Cause my guy friends were like, I don't understand why women do this. And, and I was like, ladies, you gotta stop doing it. You know, and you made the video as the purple panda. Yeah. And I made- that is really funny. Okay, so moving on to general things, is there any, as you've been at this for a while, what would you say are some common mistakes you see new authors making? I think some common mistakes, it's just not doing your research. And I say that because that's what I didn't do. Oh. I, I became very overwhelmed after the fact. First book went live and then I realized, oh, I need to get a Facebook page. Oh, I should probably get an author Instagram. And I noticed with each title that I go to upload on something, I'm adding a new link. So it's like you're still learning as you're going. So you're like, oh, now I have a Twitter. Do I use it as much as I probably should? No, not so much. But I don't know why I find um, it chaotic when I go on it. But yeah, so you got a new profile for this and then a new profile for that. And so I think I'm learning as I go because I feel like I'm still rather like rather um, new at this. Um, but if I would also recommend for um, authors uh, to take classes or trainings or modules for this, that, and the third, anything you're confused on and ask questions. Mm-hmm. That's but one thing in the group I'm seeing a lot of new authors that they do ask questions, which is great. I try to tell my kids, if you don't know, ask. And the same. People that I'm done it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. I, I'm like you. I'm still learning as I go, <laughs> but it was just to get that book up there. It was the race yeah. to get the book up there. And I didn't know anything about anything, <laughs> but I forget that's how most of us start. How many people yeah. have the patience to spend mm-hmm. a year learning? Some people do, yeah. which yeah. kudos to them. But I don't have that. Have you received any fantastic advice? As you've been around doing your research now and asking questions. Oh, my goodness. Yes. I'm just trying to... Editing. So important. I find with a lot of a lot of new authors, they want to just write something and then put it out. They're like self-publish. And they're like, I wrote my story. I'm going to go publish it. And then I've when we see examples in the group, when someone sends a screenshot of like poor... Or, or that it wasn't even edited. And you're like... Ooh, yeah. So definitely the advice on getting an editor has Mm -hmm. been great. And another great uh, piece of advice that was on illustrators to not try to budget shop. If you want it to to look the way you want it to look, don't compromise um, the price on the illustrator if it's that if that's the look that you want and I don't I love my illustrator she's awesome how did you find your illustrator your pictures are fantastic I found her on our author group in on in Facebook on on a in on Facebook I just saw one of her pictures I think she was tagged in something so then I clicked on her and then it took me to her Facebook page and so then I stalked her Facebook page for a half a day to scroll. And I came across this one picture of a, uh, that she had done. It was a, a Kabuki theater. And oh. I said, oh, I was like, oh, I want her. So then I reached out to her and she lives over in the UK. And so we just started talking. I told her I have a book. It's being edited right now. And then I always send her the story ahead of time. And then she comes up with, with the ideas for, and she does great with it, which I love. So do you have more books in the works? I do. I have a book coming out within the next month. It's called Dino Deegan and the Unpleasant Class. It is based off of my son who he struggled with bullying throughout uh, elementary school. He's a very high level knowledge of uh, dinosaurs and he struggled making friends. People called him the weird kid and they called him the freak and stuff. Um, That's such a common interest though. So many kids. His level was like he knew I I loved dinosaurs when I was little and he knew dinosaurs that like I had never never even heard of. Like the twenty letter named dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah. I taught kindergarten like, for ten years. So there was a handful of kids, so I know exactly the technique. Yeah. And he could just rip about them and he related every topic to them and whatnot. And yeah, I just, you know, tell him I'm like, kid, that those that might be the, their defense mechanism. If kids don't understand what you're saying, their first defense mechanism is to probably make fun of you and this or not. And and I told him, I, I said, you just got to hang in there. You're going to one day you're going to come across people that they understand what you understand and they like what you like. And you, it may not be in elementary school but, or it may not be middle school, but at some point in your life, you'll come across these people and then it'll it's all going to be worth it. And um, that happened for him in sixth grade he met Genevieve and they were like the boy girl version of each other like oh. they were 
they talked about stuff. She was real knowledgeable about dogs. He was about dinosaurs. They could just, and it, and it just kind of went from there. The girl character in this book, Cass, she's based off of his friend Genevieve. Oh, yeah. That's fantastic. That's That happens with a lot of kids, hey? They eventually find their, their yeah. the friend connection. They just got to hang in there. Yeah. Like you always say, or I always say, you just need one good friend, but sometimes it takes a while to find that, mm-hmm. which, is, which is hard. Yeah. And so now he's 14. Does he still talk about dinosaurs? Is he still, is that going to be his job? Mm-hmm. And yes. Cool. Yes. He is, he does paleo art now. He's still very oh. much into dinosaurs. He will verbally fight you to the death over whether Jurassic World or Jurassic Park is better. He's <laughs> Jurassic Park. Some of us are Jurassic World. He, he will fact check like he's like why do they call it jurassic that dinosaur was in the cretaceous i don't know maybe he'll be a writer but yeah non-fiction <laughs> he does write he comes up with some pretty incredible stories but uh, really great wow. short stories but yeah my daughter enjoys writing short stories too and she comes up with some pretty cute ones but yeah he still he's he loves paleontology okay. so he's yeah he goes, and yeah, if you show him a dinosaur thing, he's just because I like dinosaurs doesn't mean I like all dinosaur stuff. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. fine, whatever. Year old, okay. Nope. <laughs> I don't know the difference between yeah. a brontosaurus and a brachiosaurus. I don't yeah. even know if those are still. They, they are. Some of them, right? They change. I was like, brachiosaurus has the extra little up on the top here. But yeah, they're... I'm all like, yeah, I was like, I was a dino. For some kids, it's planets. And for some kids, it's... Yeah, some kids, it's like locomotives. And some kids, it's... Oh, that's great. That book will be really well received. (laughs) I'm excited for you. What would you say your goals are with your picture books? I would say my goal is to help to help people because I I choose topics. I tend to choose topics that people can relate to. Kids can relate to having anxiety when they have a test or if they have something that's not planned. Kids can relate to being bullied. Parents can relate to this stuff too. So even we write these books for children, but I don't know how many times I read a children's book and related to it myself. And I said, yes, mm-hmm. it, it'll to open up that discussion between parents and children mm-hmm. too. So if there's a, a topic that is in one of my books that the parents could say, I went through this when I was little too. And then the, oh, I had no idea, mom. And then connecting that parent and, and the child will hopefully be, that's what my, I think that's the social worker in me. <laughs> I just like to help. I do. Oh, I do. Okay. Yeah. I used to be a social worker for um, foster youth and um, homeless veterans. I really enjoyed that. But yeah, I, I do have another, my next super max book that I am currently finishing up before illustrations. And that is military family based. So her dad comes home and surprises her at school from a deployment. So Aww. yeah, and mm-hmm. that one I'm hoping that one will really connect with military families. Yeah. yeah. Do you have that background or is that? I do. I used to be a, a military wife way back in the day. My ex-husband was in the Coast Guard and I grew up in a military family. So I have 13 family members that are mil- military, probably more than that. 
but mm. back to my great grandpa in World War One. So I've had grand, great grandpa in World War One. My grandpa World War Two. My other grandpa fought in Korea. My dad was Vietnam era. So we were very military thick family. Mm-hmm. So I always wanted to do a book that gives like homage to the military family and the military life. I yeah, think that'll go over really well. You have a lot of chapters in your story, <laughs> a lot of fodder for all the books. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I, I enjoy my eclectiveness. <laughs> it keeps life interesting and it, it feeds that creative part of you. So you have all these things you can draw on, which is mm-hmm. helpful, I think. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> Where can people find you if they're listening and driving or something and they can't look at the links? Cool. I am also, I am on Facebook. My author page is Robin's Nest with a Y. You'll see the little character, little round Robin bird as my logo. I'm also on Instagram at Heather E. Robin Author. On Twitter, they gave me a very special handle, Heather Robin 2. So oh. I was like, hmm, okay, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> and it's all Robin with a Y. I also have a webpage, heathererobin.com. Okay. Um, trying to think what else oh. that's, yeah. And that's, I'll put all of those in the notes for people who aren't driving. Heather E. Robin. And you're on Amazon as Supermax. Yes. Supermax and the, and the Math Menace. And the Math Menace. And, the, and your YA novel, does that sell at all? Or is that something like we don't talk about? Or It, it does. I recently took it off a couple months ago because I wanted to do a rewrite. So I rewrote the end of the book. So I gave it an alternate ending. And so it's with the editor right now getting it fixed. And then I also tapped my my children's book uh, illustrator, Zoe Mellers, to do the cover for that book as well. Because I was like, okay, let's redo it. So yeah, let's get it. We're giving it an upglow. So that will hopefully be ready in uh, September as well. And then that'll be... Wow. Yes. Yes. I try to stay busy. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming and talking to us. Good luck with Dino Deegan. This episode will probably come out right around the same time, I'm thinking, or close. So I hope everybody goes and checks it out and to know you thank you so much thank you it's it's been a pleasure it was great bye I told you Heather was super fun. I'm curious if any of you have tried TikTok videos. I have not. I think I've made one Instagram reel and (laughs) uh, I think I'll just stick with those as I slowly learn it. If you want to check out her videos firsthand, she does share them on her Facebook or on TikTok. She's Heather E. Robin author. So I'll put that in the show notes, but in case you're driving, it's Heather E. and then Robin with a Y author. Go check them out. Give her some love on TikTok and I'll see you all, talk to you all on the next show. Ciao.